0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andre from the Opinionated Podcast. And I just want to remind you that we are live every Sunday on our Facebook page. And you can find us wherever you stream your music at the Opinionated Podcast. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. So remember to like, share, comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? We are here with our special guest. I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: Uh, my name is Brandon Lee Woods. Thanks for having me on today.
2: Absolutely. No problem. No problem. So, Brandon, uh, first, you know, how we always get started. when want everybody, you know, give us a little back history yourself so people can understand and get to know who you are.
1: So, I've been involved with digital marketing for the since 2007, helping people get more traffic to their website. So, focusing on different ways to get traffic kind of just fell into it. Back in 2007, graduated, got my degree in business marketing, and the first job I got out of school was helping a company out doing their digital marketing. I didn't really know much about it. They didn't know much about it either. They said, we're going to take you to classes and workshops and learn alongside with you. And after working there for a few months, just realized everyone is probably going to have a website in the future, and there was a lot of different ways to get traffic. I was helping out with like SEO, social media, running paid ads, doing email marketing, and all that stuff works, but I just really focused on SEO, which is a way to get free traffic to your website and been doing that ever since.
2: Okay, so to the to the average person, please explain or break down what SEO means. Okay. You
1: know. Yeah, so yeah. SEO is search engine optimization, which means ranking websites on Google. So whatever you see when you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads where every time you click on one of those, that company is paying Google could be Fifty cents a click. It could be a dollar per click. It could be five dollars per click. It could be fifty dollars, a hundred dollars per click. It gets pretty expensive. So I try to avoid the ads. They do work. It just depends on your return on your investment. How much are you making versus how much are you spending on those ads? But I get you right below it, which is organic, the free listings. Right. So I'm trying to get you on Google, the website ranked on Google, the organic. But nowadays, maps appear there. So if you're a local business, I try to get you in the maps. If you have images, we'll optimize those images. If you have videos, we'll optimize those videos because images and videos sometimes show up in Google and the more free real estate you can take up on that first page of Google, the better off you're going to be. So trying to just capture that free traffic from the search engines.
0: Absolutely. Um, just real quick. Um, back in 2007, I, I think I was working at Comcast or something like that, and I definitely didn't have a phone or anything that I go on went on the internet and search anything with like you know frequently what made you take that approach and and go towards like you know digital marketing what what made you basically see the future on that
1: mm, i just kind of saw that everyone's probably going to have a website but i didn't plan on it i wasn't planning on doing digital marketing that was i didn't even know about it until i got that first job but after working there for a few months just kind of thought everyone's probably going to have a website in the future and digital is probably the future so let me just keep going with this digital and also I always had the entrepreneur spirit where I realized I can just pick up a client here or there. Like I could go to like a local restaurant and tell them, Hey, do you want to rank at the top of Google? I'll help you get up there organically without spending money on ads and was able to do that. And that also kept me interested where the freelance life got me going and building it up and building it up and built it up to where I was able to quit my job and just focus solely on this. Yeah,
2: well, I was was there as a bold move because back then most, most of the marketing was done through, uh, Pay TV ads or local or local TV ads at the time it wasn't so much as um you know you went on your on your phone and say hey let me go look up the pizza store and see what kind of food they got or what people think about their food that was a that was a bold thing now far as like like how do you go to, like do your clients come to you or how do you find or, or or what do your clients you know want from you like or you want from them like far as pictures uh. Uh, videos, you know, what to say, you know, cause I, I understand that certain keywords also get you ranked higher on Google.
0: Well, before you answer that, uh, cause this is, I want, I want to want people to know, what is your client base as well? Like what is it? Cl- are the clients that you go after? And then we can, we can get into that, Kev.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just anyone with a business that seems viable. So as long as you're selling a product or service that is not just hyper competitive, like if you're just selling t-shirts, It's going to be tough to rank on Google because what matters is who's on that first page of Google for your keywords. That's your competitor. Even if they're not selling t-shirts, if they're on that first page of Google, like Wikipedia might be there. That is your competition. So the more competitive, the more time, the more energy it's going to take. It's obtainable to rank for like t-shirts, but you got to be a big corporation competing against like Target, Walmart, Costco, and all these other websites are going to be up there. So it's just trying to find something more unique, more niche about it. That will help out. But other than that, as long as you have a legitimate product or service, we could
2: About with that. Speaking of that, that's like a podcast. Um we do a podcast and you know that was a big thing for us. It was niche. It was always niche, 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 niche. And it's like, but we didn't want to pigeon pigeonhole ourselves into like okay, we just gotta stick here. It's you know, it's kind of a hard thing to do. So how do you convince your clients to say, Listen, hey, this is the way to go, please trust me.
1: Yeah, Um, just kinda Let them know, telling them, hey, we'll start off with these longer tail keywords, keywords that are like two or more words. Less people are going to be searching for it, but the people searching for it have intent. Like if you're just trying to rank for T-shirts, someone searching for T-shirts, what does that mean? It could mean a bunch of different things. Like what is a T-shirt? How do I make a T-shirt? Doesn't mean they want to buy a T-shirt. But if someone's searching for like men's, large T-shirt, color blue they know what they're looking for. They're looking for a blue, large men's shirt. Less people are going to be searching for it, but the people searching for it have that intent to actually make a purchase. So that's where it comes down to just trying to find and let them know, like, here's what keywords you want to rank for, but here's keywords that actually have buyer intent that will actually get you sales, leads, phone calls, because that's ultimately what matters.
0: Correct. For for any for any business, um, I think that, like, like SEO is kind of a must at this point, right? We could say that it's, like, standard you know what I mean like you have to find somebody to do that so the, so your company how is your company different from any any other um what, first of all what's the name of your company
1: it's called seo optimizers
0: there we go I just wanted you to say <laughs> that that. <isn't>. um <laughs> pretty easy right um but um what does your company do differently or or, or at least more effectively um that these other you know A- A- seO companies uh might not might lack in
1: yeah I've been doing it since two thousand seven so Seen all the changes through Google, seen all the shifts, because the main thing is you got to stay up to date with what Google's looking for. Google changes pretty much every single day, Ooh. which makes it interesting, but also makes it a little tricky. But again, we're not really trying to beat Google. We're just trying to figure out who's on that first page of Google and how much SEO have they done and how can we do a better job of it? That's all that matters. So spying on the competitors, looking at their keywords, because I can see everything you're doing. You can see everything I'm doing if you look in the right places. So basically it's spying on... They're keywords, but keywords don't really matter. Google doesn't really care what you put on the website because they just don't trust anybody. They want to see what are called backlinks. They want to see other websites talking about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google is going to give to you, and then they look at the keywords. But that doesn't work the other way around. If you don't have backlinks, it's pretty much impossible to rank. Google's whole algorithm started based off backlinks. It's still heavily based off backlinks to, to this day. So a backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to you. So if you're reading an article on like the LA times and in there, it says Brandon Liebowitz and you click on it and it goes to my website. I'd be getting a backlink from the LA times. So the more websites mm. that link to you, the higher you're going to rank. But with SEO, a lot of these companies just build backlinks to build backlinks, which it used to work in the past, but Google changes all the time in 2011. They had a big update in their algorithm saying it's not the number of backlinks. It's the number of quality backlinks. So in the past, mm. if I had hundred backlinks and you had 200 you would rank higher than me. But now Google's like, it's not the number, it's the number of quality backlinks. And the quality backlink is a website that's related to you and authoritative. So if you're like a doctor, you'd want like a WebMD website to link out to you. If oh, you're a doctor, yeah, you know, yeah. mechanic is linking out to you, Google's going to be like, why is this mechanic linking out to you? Like, it doesn't make sense. So hmm. when I build backlinks, I try to focus on quality over quantity because if you build the wrong type of backlinks instead of ranking higher, you actually drop down. And I see this all the time where clients come to me and they want help. And I look at their backlinks and they just have all these backlinks from other countries and things like that, where they're paying these SEO companies, but they're not doing the right thing. You have to build back backlinks are number one, no matter what you do with SEO. If you don't build backlinks, unfortunately Google is just not going to rank you. So I focus really on making sure they get good quality backlinks.
0: So my, I have a
2: question when you're dealing with your clientele base, Um, Do you normally, does it, does it tend to be long-term? Do you deal with them and have to, you know, recreate the process over and over again to make sure they stay on top? Or is it normally like a short-term situation where you're able to, you know, get the job done. And once they're complete and they're happy with the work, they just go about their own business at
0: that point.
1: Um, So it depends on the competition. So if you don't have any competitors, you're good to go. Like if I get you on that first page of Google and you don't have much competition, you don't have to worry about it, but there's only 10 spots on that first page of Google So if you're selling something that's very competitive, like men's t-shirts or something like that, you push someone off that first page of Google to Mm -hmm. page two, they're not going to be happy about it. And they're going to look at all your backlinks. They're going to look at the keywords you put on your website and try to outrank you. So it's kind of a back and forth battle keeping it, but it just depends on the competitiveness. So the more competitive, the more you have to do and the backlinks, you never really stop building backlinks to Google. A normal website would always be getting some backlinks, maybe like a couple a month, one or two or three or four, not, crazy amount but just something to keep them showing them that you're relevant that people are still talking about you
2: mm. you find yourself uh working for the competitors a lot like you might have got a person to the first page of google and now uh somebody contacts you and it's the person that you bumped to the <laughs> second page and now they're calling you and you're like oh man i just did this to them now you're trying to get them back <laughs> on top
1: <laughs> no no it's happened before, but I don't wanna have any conflict of interest where I'm working with like two lawyers and then they're like, What are you doing? You're helping this lawyer out and not this one and they'd be pretty mad. So but it's happened before where there's like, Hey, what have you done to get through my competitor up there? Can you help me out? But yeah, I can't do that, unfortunately.
2: Uh, all right, <laughs> I just, I got a question. Like now I see Google has this thing now where um you point your camera at something and it can look it up, you know, and it'll start pointing you in a direction. Like say you see a t-shirt, you can put your camera on it. All right. That t-shirt pops up for that company. Like how important is it to, you know, for your clients to have good images sent to you, like good quality images and what people want to look for.
1: Images are so important because they showcase, I mean, nowadays attention spans are so short. So Oh yeah. If someone gets to a website and just a bunch of text on there, no one's gonna really read that. People want images or videos. Like everything really shifts towards videos. Like mm-hmm. if you look like Instagram, it's primarily videos now, TikTok, all videos. So everything's really going towards more visual. So if you have good pictures, good images, good videos, that is gonna help convey your message because attention spans are just so short nowadays that you gotta capture them and hook them right away. So but nowadays with the cell phones, you can take professional looking pictures with like your iPhone. They all have amazing cameras, or Pixel, or it's oh, Galaxy, yeah. all those cameras. So you don't need to go out and buy a professional camera, but you should take good quality pictures because it really helps out. Mm.
0: Okay. Now now,
2: was, I, now, now, I was on your Instagram page, and you were telling people uh, also about when they upload their image, you said you wanted them, instead of just having to go image one, you said put a bunch of metadata, different metadata, metadata yeah, into the picture. Like, I never – you know, can you more? Can you explain on that more? Because I don't, I just, me, I would just get a picture, upload it. All right, it's cool. It's good to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. so all these platforms, Google, Instagram, Twitter, they're all trying to read images and videos, like even YouTube. They're trying to understand images and videos, but they don't really understand them yet. So whenever you upload an image or a video or an audio file, like a podcast or whatever it is, you always want to name the file with descriptive words. If you just name it like podcast five dot mp 4 that doesn't help out because they can't really read. They're getting better at understanding images and videos, but they're not there yet. So they look at the file name, and that really helps them out. I mean, you can take it even one step further. And while the image is on your computer, you can right-click on it and go to properties. And then it's going to ask you for like date, image, or location, the name of the photographer. It's going to ask you for all this metadata that you were talking about. You don't have to do that. That's taking it one step further. If you have time to do it, you can. But really the file name is so very important for whatever you're uploading online. Is that file name should describe it? Don't put keywords just to throw keywords in there. Just make it descriptive of what that image is. If it's a bunch of people smiling, just put happypeople.jpg or whatever. You don't have to put happy people SEO company Los Angeles. That's too much. Just describe that image and you'll be good. And eventually you'll have an image of your product or service. That's where your keywords will be in there. Hmm.
0: I got a couple questions. <laughs> What's your favorite book?
1: It's okay. random. Right now I'm reading The Power of Now, trying to stay in the moment. So not trying to think of that one's pretty good. But yeah, that one helps out a lot. Trying not to think about the future of the past too much and just be in the moment, which is tough.
0: Okay. Second question this is where it, gets, where it gets sticky at. We're a podcast. Relatively... Any podcast, relatively unknown or known. When it comes to SEO, what are the benefits of like really using that? And can you give any examples and how it would be beneficial to a podcast for a friend?
1: So, <laughs> yeah, so SEO is just ranking websites on search engines. So Google is a main search engine, but if you're a podcast, then you're beyond Spotify or Stitcher or whatever podcast platforms out there, they all have algorithms and there's ways to optimize. Unfortunately, there's not too much you could do because you don't have control of these websites. Like if you have a website, you can do whatever you want, put code all over it. But with the podcast, all you have is that the file. So making sure the file is a name with descriptive words, but transcribing it is so very important because content is number one. Google can't read images or videos. Like you could upload a video to YouTube and they'll transcribe it for you, but it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be off. So they still need you to spoon feed them and give them as much information as possible. If it's a long form podcast, like an hour long, you don't need to transcribe the whole thing, but maybe timestamp it or write a summary of what that podcast was about because text is number one. It's since I've been doing digital marketing, content is the number one thing. Content, which really means text, is the more text you have, the easier it is for them to read and understand that and then rank you higher. Also, there's all these other things that go into it, like how long they watch your pod or listen to the podcast. If they listen to it for one minute and then drop off, that's a negative signal, but that stuff you can't really control. I mean, you can control it like having good content, hooking people in the <coughs> beginning, but other than that, it's really just making sure that you have good content, but putting out the transcription, that really helps out a lot. And the file, those two things and an image, having a good image too, because you <coughs> look at that thumbnail and if it has text on it, that describes what that is. It's like bright colors. I mean, you can just go on YouTube and search And you'll see whoever's on that top of YouTube, it's all going to be like bright colors. It's going to have that big font text. Like they all kind of copy each other because that's what works. And you got to look at what works, look at other, like spying competitors, look at what other podcasts are doing that are successful and see how they're putting it out there and kind of copy the, not copy it, but get ideas, get inspiration, and then tweak their strategy and put your own spin to it.
2: Yeah. Because I see a lot of people doing that on YouTube now. The top guy who is Mr. Beast, everybody oh, now everybody that does YouTube videos are copying off of what Mr Beast does whatever Mr Beast does oh that's the next thing we do like everybody it's like uh, you know but yeah. how you know, but that's the same thing with like music like like how like say I listen to um I listen to Drake say I like Drake but then here comes Big Sean it's like he's a derivative to me of almost Drake like I'm like, do I really want to listen to another drink? Like, how do you keep that from happening? It's like, you know, if I want to, why would I go to this website? If I'm already on this website and y'all pretty much mirroring the same thing, why would I go to you? Like, why should I trust you? Like, how do you help that from happening to, you know, smaller companies you're trying to help?
1: No, the main thing is offer value. A lot of people just sell themselves. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about who you are, how long you've been in business. Any awards you've won, no one really cares about that. What they want to know, unfortunately, people are selfish. They want to know what's in it for me. What am I going to get out of using your product or service versus competitors? What am I going to get out of listening to your music versus another artist? But it really comes down to the value. Like, got to give stuff out. Like, give things away for free. Let people know that you know what you're talking about. You're an expert in this industry or field or whatever it is that you're promoting. But got to give out some value. That's number one, which a lot of people don't do. They just sell themselves, which... It's going to lose interest. People don't care, unfortunately. After a while, they want to know who you are. But initially, they just want to know what's in it for me. Why should I listen to you when I can hit that back button, go onto Google? There's 10 other websites. There's ads. There's images. There's videos. There's yep. plenty of noise. Or even Instagram. You just hit that back button. There's <coughs> a more feature. And there's just so much content out there. But if you offer value, that helps you stand out.
0: Is that what got you into, or is that way of thinking? Is that what got you into doing like your 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 master classes or doing your you know, like webinars and things like that, or was that just more passion?
1: No, it was actually my friend and I, like ten years ago, I'm really like eight years ago, thought like, let's teach classes instead of doing the actual work. He did paid ads, I did SEO. We're like, all right, let's team up, let's offer classes, and we started doing classes, but realize that most people don't want to pay for classes so we just do free classes and give out all that content for free and unfortunately most people don't take action it's what i've learned over the years is i'll tell you step by step how to do seo like you can go on youtube search my name and i put all my classes up there for free on youtube and still people don't really take action that's the number one thing is like you can tell them what to do but that's yeah. also what i do too like when i've been Doing digital marketing, like I would read and read and read, but I realized, like, yeah, read something and just do it. You can't just keep reading and reading because you just get stuck in that never-ending thing, cycle of learning because it's mm. it never ends. You could keep learning and learning, but you just got to take action, and that's where most people, unfortunately, don't do that. So I just give all those classes out for free now.
2: Okay, now you said you mentioned your friend does paid ads. Like we tried the paid ad thing with uh, Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, Facebook, and. You know, I'm, cause I was always skeptical of it, but it seemed like when I was doing it on Facebook, it was working, but then it seemed like, oh, they, it looked like they gave me bots instead of actual human beings. Yeah, how does, yeah. like, yeah, how does that work to get actual people instead of getting these, you know, these bots? Like how do you, you know, differentiate,
1: differentiate? Yeah. <laughs> that part is tough. Like, I mean, most of them will give you your money back. If it's bots, like Google will give you your money back usually, but how do they know if it's a bot or not, like it's tough. So that part is tricky. Unfortunately, there's a lot of click fraud where people just click on it or your competitors click on it. But with ads, it's all about knowing who your audience is at. Like, So if you're promoting the podcast, maybe social might be better than Google. I'm not sure how many people search on Google for podcasts, but social would be good. But if you're selling like a product or service, you probably want to be on Google versus social. Social... It's good, but it works more for, like, music, artists, entertainment, sports. If you're selling, like, t-shirts or, like, myself, SEO, not many people are going to Facebook looking for SEO. Some people might, but most people are going to go on Google. So you just got to take a step back and think, like, who's your audience? Where would they be going? Maybe even trying, like, YouTube ads. Or I'm not sure if you can do any ads on the spot or, like, the podcast platforms. I'm sure soon you can, but... I don't think you can really do them yet, but Mm -hmm. those might be worthwhile trying them out because it's all about testing. You never know what's going to work. It's all about just throwing everything against the wall. Whatever sticks, push more money to that. Pull money away from what's not working and just tweak it and test again and test again because you never know what's going to work.
0: How how many drop shipping Shopify stores you get Mm -hmm. coming to to your company? (laughs) I know it got to be a bunch.
1: bunch. Yeah, another bunch. I'm not sure how many are drop shipping versus actually producing it, but I have a bunch that, yeah. Shopify is a great platform. If you're selling the product, it makes it easy, user-friendly. It's not like tech savvy where you can just build a website and yeah. No, all these platforms make it a lot easier. That's the other thing is now it's easier to have a website, lower barrier of entry, way more competition. So more competition means it's more tough and you got to find that really unique thing because everyone seems to be selling everything nowadays and it's tough to find that hidden gem. But if you can find something unique that's not saturated, that's the golden ticket, but that's the tough part. Like, how do you find that?
0: That's, that's what I, cause when you said, Oh, you gotta, you know, instead of reading and reading and reading and watching videos, you gotta act. First thing I thought about, cause I darn sure went to go attempt to start my own Shopify. I even made a Shopify store and did all that. I just couldn't find a real good product to sell, but it seems like a lot of people are making good money off of it. But a big thing about that, that I keep hearing in all these free courses that I'm taking or the paid courses that I took is, You got to have good search engine optimization in order for people to find your website. Yeah, that's the key. But that's anybody looking my man, Brandon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can have the best product or service, but if nobody finds you can spend a million dollars building your website. But if you don't optimize it for the search engines, no one's really going to find it. So you got to have that balance of building a great website, but also marketing it. Because if you don't market it, no one's really going to find it. I mean, people will find it, but it's not going to grow as quickly as it could.
0: Mm. New businesses, new businesses. Do you work more with uh, new businesses or um, the reason why I ask is obviously there has to be a price difference here for for your services. You clearly know what you've been talking about. You've been doing this since 2007. And if I'm a guy just starting a store, would I contact you or would or me at AT&T, you know, be the guy contacting you? You, you get what I'm saying there?
1: No, I mean, I get about new and existing new businesses are going to take a lot longer because they don't have any backlinks mm-hmm. and backlinks are what ranks websites. So if I get a more established company, they're going to see those rankings a lot quicker. If it's a brand new website, it's unfortunately going to take maybe six months or more, depending on how competitive it is to get some traction. You'll move up right away, but to really see and break through and get some traction, it does take time because Google just does not trust anybody and you have to build that trust so a new website Google does not trust that at all a website that's 10 years old is going to get way more trust from Google than a one day old website or a two week old website so
2: how, how, how often is Google you know changing the algorithm on people and like how much do you have to stay on top of that from that algorithm always changing
1: I yeah, know they change it every single day they're changing it all the time but every few months they'll have a big update I think right now they're doing a big update about the AI content, like the AI bots. Like So there's all these bots yeah. or tools that will just write content from like artificial intelligence. I'm not sure how it all works. But nowadays, I mean, I've seen these tools since I've been doing SEO. In 2007, they've had tools that will write content for you, but it was bad. It was broken English. didn't make sense. But nowadays, these AI bots are writing content that we can't really differentiate. I mean, kind of can, but... It's kind of scary, so I don't even know how that's going to happen in the future or what's going to happen to writers, because I feel like, unfortunately, writers are getting pushed out by these AI bots that are just creating content, and no one can even tell the difference. So, But Google wants quality, so they're cutting all that stuff up, saying we don't want this fake AI written content, but how are they going to tell or not? It's going to be interesting to see how that rolls out in the next couple of weeks or months, but they're constantly tweaking it all the time. So it's just bringing yeah. up on blogs and forums and talking to other people doing marketing and Seeing, all right, did you see a giant increase in traffic today? Or so a lot of people might say, oh, my traffic dropped today. Let's try to figure out what happened. What were you doing? And try to become like a detective and reverse engineered and try to figure out what's working, what's not working, and how to go from there. Because they don't really tell you what they're updating. I mean, occasionally they will. Like this AI bots, they don't want fake content. So they're going to let you know. But usually they keep it top secret. They don't want you to know what they're updating. Jeez.
0: Who can I call at, at Google to get all the inside information?
1: <laughs> you can't call nobody. There's <laughs> <See>? no number. <lever. laughs> Google, if you're running paid ads, Google will talk to you. If you're running paid ads, Google has a phone number. You can talk to them. They'll help you out. But with SEO, they, no love, no love at all. They're not going to help out.
2: That's, That's crazy what you say about the AI bots and how far they, you know, they came along because, uh, you know, it's just, that seems like that's the direction that we're going in as humans is, you know, AI is doing most of the work for everybody. Like, do you see them in the future possibly trying to squeeze you out? You know, because eventually they don't, they don't want the AI bots now, but not the same five years. They were like, you know what? (laughs) Let them have it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be weird. Even like they're doing deep fakes and like videos Mm. and stuff like that are fake now with like fake celebrities where, it's going to be interesting in the future, in like a couple of years, to see all that stuff because you're not going to be able to tell what's real or not. I don't know how they're going to be able to differentiate what's fake and what's real because it looks so realistic nowadays. It's kind of scary. So. And, like, the metaverse and all that stuff, who knows what's going to happen. We're all going to be plugged in and just I don't even know. It's, yeah, it's a weird time was, right now.
2: I was just listening to Zuckerberg. He was on. I always plug him, my man Rogan, and he was just saying how – he sees in the next six years that you'll be able to get a pair of glasses and just literally you'll be at where you're at, but you'll be able to have a conversation, you'll be able to move things. It, it'll be like the person that's sitting right there in front of you. They're just and they're like so close with the technology right now. Right now they have glasses that they make with Ray Ban that they is a camera built into it. And you can stream live, you go live as this small microphone. But he said within the next six years it's like that's where it's gonna go, like
1: your whole conversation will be in this metaverse. It's going to be so weird. It's just <laughs> a too weird future. I mean, Snapchat, try tried, tried to do it 10 years ago or whatever, when they had the snap glasses or whatever, but I feel like Facebook is way more on top of it. Like Snapchat versus Facebook, Facebook has unlimited budget, too much revenue that they're able to just push into all these things, like the Oculus, the VR and all that stuff. So I feel like they're going to probably get it down pretty quickly. And it's going to be interesting for sure. Like, the real world is nice, but it to be weird when we're all plugged in. I don't know. Yeah. So
0: so just uh just one question I got. How how plausible is, is Skylink? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it could be true. I don't know. There's the way we're going right now. Terminate you know. gonna come out and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I like right now. I like this reality. Whatever this is, maybe we're in another simulation in another metaverse too weird it's too crazy now what's going on with everything but i like in the moment the power of now live in the moment don't worry about the future absolutely can't control Uh all that stuff and that's been helping out but yeah it is so weird right now the times that we're in is everything's just going so quick and changing so fast it's kind of scary
0: Absolutely. I like that answer, honestly, uh, because that's a real answer. Um, So um, just to to wrap things up, where can where can people find you or um, where can they, uh, you know, socials and everything and and where can they have you, you know, um, you know, hire your services?
1: Yeah. So for everyone that's tuning in, I create a special gift for them. If they go to my website, SEOoptimizers.com, that's S E O O P T I M I Z. ERS.com forward slash gift. They could find that there along with my contact information and all the classes that I've done over the years. I pretty much threw them up there for free so they could watch those. And also if they want a free website analysis from an SEO perspective, they could book some time on my calendar there and I'm happy to dive in and see what's working, what's not working and how to fix that void. Really what are the competitors are doing and how to get them to that next level.
2: All right. right. Oh, you plug your YouTube. Because, you know, you said you did have a YouTube page that you got. You plug your uh-huh. Instagram. This is plug out. This is I'm the plug there. time. Plug time.
1: time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all on that website. But, yeah, if they search YouTube for my name, Brandon Lebowitz, they'll see all the videos, too. That's probably the best is just watch them there on YouTube at your own time and pace because I've thrown up a lot of videos over the years, pretty much all the classes I've done over the years, free ones and paid ones, threw them all up there. So they can watch it just. Take action. That's the number one thing is don't just watch it. Listen to it. Take action. Try things out because you never know what's going to work and it's not going to work. And if you're just watching and reading all day long, it's good. You're learning, but you got to implement some of it and really see because you can't trust anything you read online or see online. Yeah. So you never know what's going to work or what's outdated, but try it out. Test it out.
2: Thanks. I love it. You're very cool. information. So take advantage. He's giving out some information today. Go up there and get them free gifts. That's for sure.
0: There you go. <laughs> I appreciate you joining us, Brandon. Um, everybody knows where to find you. Uh, but, yeah, just want to thank everybody else for listening, and
2: that's Brandon. it for me. Hey, Brandon, uh, just uh, hang on. You know, we're about to end the broadcast, but just hang on for like one second. We've got to get a little bit of information from you. But uh, like Dre uh-huh. said, we're, we're out. Peace. Catch you later. The streets is with y'all. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Native Podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, Five stars. We don't want nothing less. If you're an artist, actress, a songwriter, a author, or you're doing something that's interesting and you want to be a guest on our show, please email us at opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. That's opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com.